Welcome to the FaceTime with God podcast. I'm your host, Kay Farrar, and yes, you have tuned in to the right place because we're bringing Christ to the culture and the culture to Christ. Because the gospel's not for old times, it's for all times. So we've got relevant topics, real people, and we're starting right now. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome you to podcast four. Praise God. Of FaceTime with God. And we have none other than the pastor, <laughs> William <laughs> Derricott. Give it up in the house, in the house, in the house, in the house. He's not playing. He is God not playing. He came in here with the polo. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, is yeah, ready yeah. to God is roll. Good. God is good. So look, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to have a little bit of Okay. So we're going to start with a little icebreaker. Okay. You don't need an icebreaker, but the audience, you know, the audience receives better when they know a little bit of something about you. Gotcha. So we got some little icebreaker cards here. So just pick one. You pick. We're going to pick a couple. And whatever the question is, you can read it out and then give an answer to it. Oh, wow. What is one of your favorite topics? A conversation. Wow. Man, that's easy for me. I love to talk about God. There we go. And I'm not just talking about the Logos word, but I, I love to, to hear the rhema. I, you know, when you get somebody to know how to go in the spirit, yeah. oh my goodness, I can sit there and chop it up with them all well, day long. Well, there you go. So I'm look, a revelation so junkie. Look, you know so what look, I mean? Go ahead. <laughs> just just drop a little something. Since, <laughs> no, since you there. Since you there. <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> What's on your heart today from the Lord? Because let, let me say this as, oh. as kind of a lead into your answer, mm. because, you know, for the audience, um, I have known this couple and you, you'll see their family. I don't know if y'all can see them in the shot, but we just decided to just have an open studio. So the family is here chilling. The kids are here. His wife is here. And um, we fellowshiped at the same church together. And I kind of remember their testimony and when mm -hmm. you built your beautiful home mm -hmm. and you opened your home up and you brought um, mm. members from the church yes. through for a tour. And I remember one of the rooms y'all showed us, they had a special area in their home dedicated to prayer. Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about Absolutely. that. You just talk about, you love to talk Absolutely. about God. Talk Absolutely. a little bit about your prayer life. Oh, Lord Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, that all comes about. I always tell people, before God crowns you, he going to cross you. Mm. You know, um, before he appoints you, he anoints you. And so that prayer room actually came when we was designing the home. We was in a one-bedroom apartment when we designed the home. And let me just tell you, you know, you're talking, it's not just any kind of home. It's on mm. 26 and a half acres, mm. three-acre Palm Lake, mm. 9,000 square foot, two elevators. Wow. 1,800 master This is their home. Bedroom. This is their 1800 home. 1,800 square foot master bedroom. It's seven bedrooms. Uh, uh, slow down. <laughs> 1,800 square foot bedroom. Yeah, that's You know, some people's homes are 1,800 yeah. square yeah. All right, keep going, sir. And we designed that, in a, and my wife designed that in a one-bedroom apartment while we was on welfare. While we was on welfare, you know. So y'all hear it now, hear it. <laughs> wow. And so, and so, and we promised God. We see this thing comes from stuff. You know, we always going after the promises of God. Mm. But what about the things we promise God? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you ever promise God? I won't do that again. <laughs> you turn right, right around. Wow, Look wow. at the things we promised God. Mm. But we promised God that if he blessed us with this home, mm. we would make sure that we dedicate a room for him mm. um, 
uh, that's his. Mm. We 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 built an altar for him. Wow. And um and yes, and that room right there, we that my children know we don't play it. Don't nobody do nothing in there but pray. And when things really get heavy, mm. you can walk through them doors, mm. and man, it's like it has to fall mm. off mm. because we made sure we put a place that God can preside in. Wow. Yep. Yeah, wow. man. So that's how that wow. came about. So what I'm saying is when you see that, that came from a process right. of staying on our knees, trying mm. to get out that one bedroom mm. apartment. Mm. And the only way we could pay our rent was through a social security check. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? We come a long ways. That, that is crazy. Come a long ways. And though. so this is the thing, though. So that prayer room is tied to you removing from that one bedroom apartment to an 1800 square foot bedroom, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 but yeah. also, but it didn't stop there. And it just blessed me so much. And uh, clearly it didn't, but it just blessed me. It just seems like prayer is a part of everything you do. When, you know, I reached out and I, and I text Pastor Derek and I was like, you know, we would love to have you. You know, we're, we're starting a podcast. Yeah. He said, oh, I'm going to pray about it. Mm -hmm. And then I texted him and I said, are you coming? He said, I'm prayed up. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, absolutely. that prayer is really a part uh, I, of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And God will carry you down territories to, 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 to uh, infuse things in you. Mm. I never forget it. We was one night we were sitting in that in that one bedroom apartment, and I remember I was reading the scripture over in Deuteronomy, mm. and the scripture said that after I brought you out and gave you these godly houses mm. and mm. these godly things and these blessed things, and the, and the one thing that stuck out to me was don't forget me. Mm. That's what the Lord said in the scripture. Wow. I I can't recall wow. exact the wow. uh, uh, chapter and everything right now mm. but he, but he said in his word when i bring you out and bless you with all this don't forget me and then he said if you do mm. i will put one of these curses on you that, mm. that 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 you'll see that i have mm. done with others who have went the other way wow. and so god installed a fear in me a long time ago when we didn't have nothing mm. so he wouldn't have no problem out of me uh when we have something i, I tell people all the time i say what god will do is uh, he'll wait till you're weak mm. and 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 he'll wait till you ask for strength. Mm. You know, you say, Lord, if you just give me the strength to do this, I'm going to do it. Uh -huh. See, he'll take your strength away from you mm. so that you are asking for the strength mm. so he don't have to worry about you when he gives you yes, the strength. Because yes, yes. most people use their strength for themselves. Mm. They don't use their strength for mm. God. Mm. And God is like, I'm not going to fight you over your strength. Mm. <laughs> and we, Yes. <laughs> Yes, I know everybody is just absorbing that, and 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 that's cool. I, I'm gonna tell you, I'm in, I'm a so there's the conversations I like to yeah, yeah, don't yeah. go there, you go there yeah, with me. I like no, to go deep. I, I do, too. I do too. It's, it's so much. So yeah, we're gonna have you for the four hours. We definitely will have you yeah. for the four hour. All right, let's just we're just gonna keep mixing up. We're gonna okay. do three of these. All right, pick another one. Okay, however, we'll whichever, pick my favorite color whichever. Blue. All right, there you go. All right, yeah, that's I think okay, two. Let's pick this one. This is one how did you learn? Oh my goodness! Oh, how did you learn your most important lesson in life? Mm, that's perfect, man. Um, most my most important lessons in life I learned, believe it or not, through heartache and pain and failure. Mm -hmm. Um, it's almost like before uh, God can really trust you with it. He got to make sure you can handle it. And um, I tell people, God will, before he lets you lead, he'll check you and see how well you serve. Because you can't, you can't lead no better than you can serve. You know, and 
what what I've also found out with God is uh, he'll make sure he'll test you. Mm-hmm. He'll test you in many ways. You know, in many ways, even when it's time to stand and you want to quit and you just say, forget it. I don't want to do this no more. He'll test you. And then he allow he will allow things to hurt you and cause you pain, and then he'll test you to see can you forgive. Mm, 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 mm. And then when you see him come back with the vengeance, he'll test you to see if you glorify wow. in somebody else's. Wow. Hurt. He'll test your heart. Mm. He said, "You happy about that? I know I did that, but you." He he'll test you yeah. in every level. And so I've always paid attention to my pain because every time God brings a a a, a pain to you, there's a birthing that's on the way. Mm. And oftentimes we concentrate on the pain, but we never look at the birthing that's on the way because he knows how to prepare us for it. I'm telling you, when you done been through some stuff, when you done dealt with some stuff and you get promoted, you you know how to give him all the glory. You don't act like you all that. You, you know what I'm saying? Amen. You don't learn to come. Amen. See, I learned how to be humble a long time ago. Yeah. Lord, okay, how much money you got? Mm, 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 mm. Do you hear me? Mm. Okay, how much money you got? At the end of the day, if you, if Steve Jobs said he died at the age of 56 mm-hmm. from pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. That's what he died for. He said, in, and through his life, what he learned was there are some things that he valued as a price, but there's other things that a price couldn't value. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then, he, then, then he said, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, how the right people around mm-hmm. you. And see, life will teach you some lessons on how to have the right people around. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm going to do a follow-up to that one. And we're yeah. going to do one more card. And then we're going to okay. roll from okay. there. Okay. Yes, ma'am. But, uh, yeah. And actually, I'm, I'm going to let you do the card. Cause okay. Okay. <laughs> cause yeah, because we, we can go. I'm going to go green. Let me go green. Let me go green. Yeah, I'm going to go green. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go green. All right. See That's the last one. What has been the highlight of your week so far? Mm. Oh, wow. What has been my highlight of my week so far? Man, believe it or not, my peace. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> wow. You know what? The things don't make me a highlight. What people do don't give me a highlight because people are emotional. They can be happy today and upset tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But man, to have peace that passes all understanding, mm-hmm. to have peace. Yes. That's not worried about nothing, even though challenges is all around me. Mm-mm-mm. Just that my my highlight is peace, man. I'm telling you to to wake up every morning and say, let me see how I can enjoy this day. Yes. You, you know, just my peace. You know, I had to go to work today. I had to do some things today. But I was sitting there saying, I think I want an egg roll for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I got uh, and some wang tong soup. Yeah, uh, and I got excited about uh-huh. my little bit of lunch. That, <laughs> yeah. And I was so at peace. Mm-hmm. Even though I have many things, mm-hmm. too much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you don't want me to go down the list. Mm-hmm. I got enough stuff to make you cuckoo for Cocoa Puff. Wow. You will say, Pastor, how do you do it? Yes, how do you run yes, a business? Yes. Pastor a church, take care of special needs child. Mm-hmm. Stay married to co-pastor mm-hmm. Lakeisha Durkot for 30 years. <laughs> Uh, and still repping. You understand what I'm saying? That's a job in itself. Uh, <laughs> trying to train two young men and mm-hmm. and then phone just, you know, yeah, it's a yeah, lot, yeah. but man, my peace. There we go. I can't tell you. Where but that's, that's my highlight, man, because you can have all this stuff around you with no peace. Mm-hmm. What good is it? Doing? So look, let's let's talk a little bit about that. Give us a, a little insight. What is what is a day in the life of Pastor Derek Hall? Oh, like, what time do you get up? Oh, what man. time do you go to bed? Oh, man, man. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, and what's you in know, between? You, 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 you know, and I give it to you real. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we have a special needs daughter 
um, she has cerebral palsy. Um, and so she turns 25 um, this month, next month on the on the 20th, February the 20th, All right. right? February the 20th, yeah. My children are 18, 19, and 20. There you go. My okay. son, the youngest son is May 18th, May 19th, I mean, May 18th, November 19th, February the 20th, my daughter. Anyway, um, so we have to, sometimes we don't have caregivers to help us. So, you know, we have to get up through the night sometimes. So to be honest with you, some nights my sleep is broken. Mm. You know, we, 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 you know, we have to make sure that she's being well taken care of, changed and so forth for that. Um, <clears throat> but the thing, the way we do it is we keep ourselves meditating in God. Mm. Our devotion is the thing that keep us, man. And so before I do anything, I stay in God's face. And, you know, I mean, I, you talking about meditate on the word day and night. Yeah. Everything I do, I mean, it's like, I mean, he won't let me alone. You know, when I want to go to sleep, he want to minister to me. He won't talk to me and tell me stuff. You know what I'm saying? And because he don't sleep nor slumber. So sometimes I don't have a lot of sleep. But what I found out is when whatever I do in God, he supplements what I don't have. Yes. It's almost like if I learn how to just give it to him. If, if you can give him them ashes, he going to give you some beauty somewhere. <laughs> Do you hear me? If you can give him that morning, because we all got something, you know, that we have to mourn about. Come on, man. He And we, what we don't know is uh, that thing could be a part of our purpose. Uh, I was, you know, like the Apostle Paul, that when God said Ananias to him to Ananias, go get him. Tell him I've called him to the Gentiles and to suffer many things, to suffer many things for me. And sometimes in life, when we go through challenges or something that we may have to suffer, whether it's, I ain't married yet, I ain't got kids yet, or I got kids and ain't got no help yet, or mm -hmm. this is wrong with my child, or, or this is what's going on in my body. Mm -hmm. and, and we freak out. Wow. But Paul was called to suffer. God said, you will suffer many things for me. He was called to shipwreck, mm -hmm. being whipped, mm -hmm. being in prayer. He was called to that. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is, and what I've learned in life, and this was helps me keep my peace, is not what happens to you, it's how you handle it. Mm -hmm. Because Paul says, I reckon that the suffering of this present time mm -hmm. is not worthy to the glory that shall in all things. I've learned how to be content. Mm -hmm. You know, Paul, he, he, you know, so what Paul was telling us, he said, listen, uh, <clears throat> I know what you're suffering. I done suffered before. Mm -hmm. I know what ain't right in your exactly, life. Exactly. Everybody got something that ain't right in their life. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? But Paul said, I had a few things that weren't right. And I prayed for that thorn to leave me three times. Have you ever prayed for God for something to leave you and it didn't? Good God, don't mind it. Good God, don't mind And you wonder why he ain't answered that prayer yet? To the point, we can tie the prayer. We say, ain't no even me talking to God about this no more. Huh? Could it be that that's part of your purpose? To show people how to do this thing that you challenge with? Could it be that God says, is, 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 is that I need you to be an example mm -hmm. to folk that show? And, and what did Paul say? He said, the very thing that I prayed for God to take away was the very thing was like a, that drew me to my knees. Mm -hmm. Now, he, he switched up how he suffered. Mm -hmm. He said, now I glorify. He said, I glorify in my suffering mm -hmm. now. Huh? <laughs> to the point, you're talking about showing people, I look, I like to say it for my street guys, you're talking about showing people how to do a bit. Paul Paul showed us how to do a bit. So what you crying for? What you weeping for? God gave us examples to show us. Mm. Then he said something that messed me up and we got to go on after this. Mm. He said, I just don't want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Mm. I don't want to know him when he show up. Mm. God done bless me, y'all. Mm. 
He said, God done bless me. That's when we, he's faithful. He's real. He done bless me. Paul said, I don't want to know him like that when he show up. Mm. Talking about what the biggest lesson I done learned. Paul said, but I want to know him mm-hmm. in the fellowship mm-hmm. of my suffering. Mm-hmm. You talking about learning lessons. You talking about learning lessons. Paul was trying to tell us there. I won't learn in the lesson when he showed up. Mm-hmm. I was learning a lesson when I was fellowshipping him mm-hmm. with the suffering. Sufferings. Yep. You know what I found out? <laughs> when you learn how to fellowship with him during the sufferings, you know how to handle it when it show up. Because <laughs> while y'all fellowshipping, he gonna show you what to do mm. yeah. and what not to do. Yeah. Who to deal with mm. and who ain't to deal with. He gonna have people who you think love you hurt you. Mm. Good God Almighty, mm. man. So you are recognized when my mother and father forsake me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Reaching up in here. Because <laughs> everything brought us back to him. Yeah. So this is what I've learned. This is how I keep my peace. If he's ordering my steps, mm-hmm. my suffering ain't in vain. Mm-hmm. Good God no, Almighty. No, no. I've learned how to deal with this stuff. Mm-hmm. I've learned how to cope with life. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And maybe Absolutely. we can help some people as we deal with our topic of this evening. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, how and, that's, to deal where, with and that. that's exactly where we want to go. That's exactly where we want to go. You brought us to the right place. No, seriously. Amen. I heard Pastor Derek I tell a little bit about the test, mm. which is a perfect lead into the testimony. So mm. give it to us, Pastor. Tell us. Tell us. Well, go, go on back there and give us well, that testimony. I, you know, one of the things I know you wanted to talk about tonight was substance abuse. Mm-hmm. And um, when it comes to substance abuse, uh, my life, the, f- the, f- the first part of my life was spent mostly under the influence of um, just dealing with drugs at an early age. Uh, I was introduced to marijuana and beer at like 11 and 12. Uh, generational curses, you know, every family got a generational curse on it. Mm-hmm. Every family got generational blessings. One of the curses on my family was substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my father was, you know, uh, on drugs. Um, uh, you know, I had uncles that was on drugs. Oh, my cousins. Mm-hmm. You know, either you was on it or you sold it. Mm-hmm. One of the two. That's that's the way our atmosphere breeded us. That's the kind of atmosphere we was born into. Yeah. And, um, you know, we was born in the very dark. No, really, we was way back in the country. No social mm-hmm. skills. We thought it was cute to give a baby beer. Mm-hmm. And, and and see him get drunk. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? We thought that was cute, you know, uh, to give him a sip and so forth. So, you know, I had uncles that I'm riding in the back of the truck and they, they drinking 40s and passing the bottle to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To the point I started smoking marijuana um, at the age of 12. And by the time I was 15, I was doing cocaine. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I'm in high school. Wow. You know, doing doing cocaine. Mm, mm, and um, didn't think nothing was wrong with it. Ain't that sad? Mm. See, these kids don't think nothing wrong with wow. what they do. They, they they think it's cool until they get addicted. Mm. See, they, it starts off as recreation or, hey, it's fun and so forth. But then you get addicted to it. Now this becomes the way of life for you. And, and when this becomes your way of life, it's just a matter of time before... Uh, the wages of sin mm. becomes death. <laughs> yep, absolutely. If you trust me, you absolutely. get on the road of sin, I'm going to tell you right now, keep traveling. Mm. It's going to lead you to it one is. place. Now look, let me, I just want to get some juice out of, out of mm. this grape here a little bit. Mm-hmm. So so you said you were 15 yeah. on cocaine. Marijuana and alcohol. Okay, now and teachers, did teachers know, did the coaches know? Now, see, that's the thing about was me. it under the radar? See, that's the thing about me. And I ain't, you know, I was smooth. 
I want I want no dumb person. You understand what I'm saying? You you know I could be in a room full of smoke and nobody know it. You, you understand what I'm saying? Um, I knew how to carry myself. Wow. You, you know what I mean? So I guess you could say I was a functioning addict. I got you. Do you know how many functioning addicts are? Let me mm-hmm. tell you something. There's more functioning addicts is there is dysfunctional addicts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So nobody knew, not like nobody. No, nobody knew. Mom. Uh, no, no, nobody knew until it started catching up with them. Okay, all right. You you can only keep it. I, I, I tell people this. You can only do wrong, but for so long mm-hmm. before it catches up with you. Because scripture tells us mm-hmm. what you do in secret mm-hmm. shall come to light. So mm-hmm. I just warn you. Yeah, if you think don't nobody know, it just a matter of time before it's gonna show. Uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And, and 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 I don't care how strong you think you are. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you don't do the necessary adjustments, who you think you are is nothing. Because if you was that strong, you wouldn't be on it. So look at at 50, where did you get the money to even buy the drugs? Oh man, let me tell you something. The most the age. most the most the most cunning person you ever want to meet is a crackhead. Mm. Do you hear what I'm telling you? If anybody know how to go get some money, somebody on drugs. Mm. If I say, if you could ever teach a normal person mm. the creativity that somebody that's addicted to that, mm. man, this, you took you your money in chains, man. Yeah. Chocolate, man. Man, man. Uh, 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 crack ain't know how to go in the store and make groceries and don't never pay for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and you come back and say, where you get this bag of groceries? I mean, they went to the grocery store like everybody else. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm trying to tell you. And then I was around people who taught me how to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, I never was a stealer because I'm a worker. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? My problem is I didn't mind going to work, but the money that I got. So I was a, always a hustler, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you man, you know, I, I knew how to get high off of my supply. I knew how to go to the drug dealers and act like I was a drug dealer so wow. I could get the better deal. Oh, wow. You understand what I'm wow. saying? I, See, I'm trying to tell you, it gets never, more and more cunning. I knew how, oh, oh, absolutely. Just like when I used to be on probation, I knew how to take my wife with me and keep my hair cut so I never looked like mm. what I was. Mm. And if she saw wow. me with a, in a relationship, clean cut, she never drug test me. Mm. But if I went in there looking like who did it and what the fuck, wow. that's what my mama used to say. Mm. Then niggas said, let me drug. See, mm. you'd be surprised at people. This is why you got to have a spirit of discernment. Did mm. he even with my children, I'd be like, y'all think I'm stupid. Mm. Don't walk in this house and go straight upstairs because I'm going to call you right back down here because mm. I want to know why you're ducking me. You understand <laughs> uh-huh. what I'm saying? Can uh-huh. I let me smell you? Uh-huh. You understand uh-huh. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But you, 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 after a while, it, it shows up. Mm. And um, So tell us about that. How did well, it start? Um, so, you know, hey, at 15, uh, I graduated from high school very young. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 16, you know, as a senior, mm-hmm. I was, um, wow. uh, you know, I was very bright in, in school. I thank God for that. Uh, but the guys I hung around with all got high mm-hmm. and they did not look like me. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, during that time, I never really messed with the black guys. Because it was the white guys that knew what the good weed was. If anybody mm-hmm. on the street know, they never doubt that, you know. And so... Uh, by the time I graduated and went to college, my habit had begun to catch up with me. Mm-hmm. And and my my life has been very dark. Mm-hmm. I don't really share a lot um, of my testimony. I didn't share it for years mm-hmm. because I never wanted to shame anybody. Mm-hmm. But my father has gone on to be with the Lord. I eulogized him last year, led him to Christ okay. on his deathbed. Wow. But uh, me and my father was like brothers. Mm-hmm. It was we didn't have a father and son relationship. Mm-hmm. We was like brothers, and so we got high together. 
Now, you know, that don't sound normal because it won't normal. That's how dysfunctional it was. Mm-hmm. And it was so dysfunctional till we thought it was functional. It's like mm-hmm. somebody throwing a underage teen party with alcohol in it because you think the child won't go out and drink. So you might as well drink at home, but you're uh-huh. assisting them yeah. and what they do. Becoming your, as a parent, you becoming like the child, don't have the child to grow up. Mm-mm. You understand what I'm saying? And so because he was we we and looked like we had the best time when we got high together. Wow. Ain't that something to look like? That's when we communicated. Mm. And that was a big part of my dependency on addiction because everybody around me made me feel like it was all right. Mm-hmm. It was not until I met my wife at, at, at 19. And I met her when I was 19. And she didn't even know for two years that I was on drugs. Wow. She didn't know. That's how well I could keep it. Mm. I and kept a bottle of Vizine with me at all times to keep my eyes clear. So and that's even do. on cocaine? And yeah. yeah she didn't know. Yeah, because I, wow. I, 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 I would make excuses for not being around. But as that relationship got closer, she'd be getting to pick up mm. something ain't right. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Something ain't right. And um, and then because I never had any money. Mm. And she said, I don't understand. You work all the time. You're living at home with your mama. Why you ain't getting no money? Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And then after a while, it caught up with me and she found out. But she never let me be comfortable in that. Mm. See, I tell people all day long, until your atmosphere change, you'll never be able to uh, get from uh, what's been holding you inbound. And I'll give you a perfect example. You know, we've been trying to lose weight and uh, for years, and I thank God that we, 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 we're we on the right path. But, I, you know, you always say, look, don't buy no Oreos, don't buy no chocolate chip cookies. We eat groceries, you know what I'm saying? You, you know you understand that, right? And you know, and, and then somebody's like, well, shoot, he trying to lose weight. I ain't trying to lose weight. That's why you need people around you together. <laughs> That's why you got to be in agreement. Yeah. So, you know, you got them chocolate chip cookies up there. And you always said, I told you don't buy no chocolate chip cookies. I ain't eating that stuff, man. I'm on, I'm getting my body together. Uh-huh. And you know, that's fine at 12 o'clock during the day. Mm. <laughs> man, it might get a little challenging after you eat your dinner at 6 o'clock at night. And you're like, man, I want something sweet. But I'm not eating them chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. And then 12 o'clock roll around. Late at night, you walk mm-hmm. past that cookie. Mm-hmm. Everybody sleep. So you got worried about nobody talking about you. Mm-hmm. Thought you ain't want no cookie. You know, that's that that's got a spirit in my house. Thought you ain't want no. <laughs> and then they're gonna tell you, give me two. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It's a bad situation. It's a bad situation. But you said it's 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. I done denied this thing uh-huh. three times. Mm-hmm. And here now, I'm gonna go ahead and eat a cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once you eat one cookie, the next thing you know, it'll turn into six cookies. Wow. I was telling somebody I'm glad it was chocolate chip, because mm-hmm. if it was thin mint, we would have kept that whole box that night. <laughs> What are you saying, Pastor Derek? I'm saying, I don't care how much willpower you got. Mm-hmm. If your atmosphere don't change, one day you're going to be weak. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be substitute to the atmosphere that mm-hmm. you're in. So you keep, the old folks used to say, you keep hanging around the barbershop. After mm-hmm. a while, you're going to get a haircut. Mm-hmm. You hear me? Yeah. So it's not until I got into a different atmosphere with people who condoned it, uh-huh. with people who did not uh, 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 celebrate it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, and then when I started going to church, I realized, I said, don't nobody get out. Mm-hmm. We're all these folks. Y'all don't drink nothing to this, man. I feel something wrong with them. I ain't think there's nothing wrong with me because where I grew up, everybody got her. Mm-hmm, including church. Inclu- you understand what I'm saying? And, you know, so it was one of those things is that she helped me change my atmosphere. Okay. And once once I started getting in a different atmosphere, then, then I was on my way to recovery. But I think the biggest thing was I did not want to be who I was. Mm. I think it, everything starts at what you want. Mm. That's why you ain't got to have nothing for me to be on your team. Mm. But you're going to have to want something for me to, for you to stay on my team. Wow. I, I, can't, wow. Deal, I can't deal I can't deal with nobody mm. that don't want nothing. Mm. 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 You understand what I'm saying? Mm. And I knew I'm, 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 I'm in college. 
I'm 20 years old in college, and and I know I'm going through an uh, eight ball a week. Wow. <laughs> you know, uh, eight ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, some people know who what I'm talking uh, what is, about. What is, you know what I mean? Like uh, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like hundred and fifty dollars worth. Well, back then I don't know what it is now. Uh, uh, but, <laughs> but but it was y'all a, know y'all the podcast. It's about hundred and fifty dollars worth of cocaine a week. For real, three point five grand. Yeah, three point five grand. Uh, eight ball. Yeah, okay. and so that's that was my habit. Hmm. And um, so you were lighting, burning it, or whatever you call it, smoking it. Oh man, we were smoking it. Uh, what does cocaine? Uh, uh, do? What is it? Do but let me you? tell you, let me tell you, you would ask me that, though, Dale. And that's the thing I hate <laughs> no, to remember okay, the thing. But anyway, right. well, what we would do is um, okay. You got to be from the streets to know what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. So this may sound a little foreign to me. Oh, okay. All right. But just trust me. So okay. when you're hustling and you acting like you, um, that you ain't on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-huh. So what we do is you start off and you say, well, you'll start judging people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like people who sell drugs think they're better than people who own drugs. Hmm. I don't see people who sell drugs talk to people who own drugs like they nothing. Mm. Like they put them in different colors down jail. Mm. Like they give, like they give, like they give one, like, like, like they give drug dealers steak and feed, feed crackheads, oodles and oodles. Like they, you, you know, they think they better. Mm. And, and so you might not smoke it out of a pipe, but we was putting it in that, in that marijuana, lacing it together. So mm. you'll tell somebody, you, somebody will tell you, you say, well, I don't smoke it out of a pipe. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I combo it or I jumbo it, right? Mm-hmm. Truth of the matter is, you need two drugs now to get high. Mm-hmm. You, you, okay. you understand what I'm saying? But they so like it's the some progressive type. Thing. Yeah, so you you can you start off snorting it, then it goes to the next thing and watch this. The devil don't have no mercy. Mm-hmm. He don't have no grace. Mm-hmm. If you let him ride, after a while he gonna want to drive. All right, that's a wrap on part one of overcoming substance abuse with my good friend, Pastor William Derricott. You did that, sir. And we are looking forward to coming back for part two. Listen, if you receive something from that message, let us know. We would love your comment. We would love to hear from you, your feedback, your thumbs up. And especially, make sure you subscribe, hit the bell, because we're coming back with part two. And remember this one thing, always stick with God, because he will always stick with you.